0: This is the Out of Time Film Podcast where your hosts Tom and John discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. welcome to the outside film podcast my name is tom and as always i'm joined to my co-host john and this week we're talking about the original little mermaid hello yes
1: i haven't seen this film for a long time and it was very nostalgic yeah the the hmm. original it impacts a lot of the memories and when i was watching it on vhs tape before we transitioned onto dvd it was just quite an experience
0: but yeah what do you think I don't think I ever watched this film as a kid. I truly can't remember ever watching it. I'm sure I did and then I just like forgot, but I actually watched it like, I think two years ago, I think 2021. So it's been fairly recent that I watched it. And I tell you what, in 2021, when I watched it, I wasn't a huge fan, but when I watched it this morning, I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Yeah. So, full spoilers, I bet anyone hasn't seen it. This film from 1989, if you haven't seen it. 1989.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, The
0: Little Mermaid, briefly explain the plot for those who don't right, know. Right, so, Ursula, the sea
1: witch, makes a devious deal with Princess Ariel, allowing her to meet Eric, the human prince she loves. Unaware of her true intentions, Ariel lands herself in trouble. This film, I was surprised because I thought, oh no, I don't remember much about the film and I forgot a lot about it, but man, the music it's really good
0: dude yeah. i think first and foremost this movie just comes alive during the musical sequences oh, i think definitely about definitely. W- when we get to under the sea which is such under a banger oh it's God. just like far and away the best song in the movie mm. and that whole sequence is just so electrifying with the animation and the colors and the speed of it all and all of the fish dancing it, re- it truly is something magical yeah i think that. That was the point where i was like okay i'm on board i know that's like 30 minutes in but i was like yes okay i'm with you here we go because it was just so brilliant yeah
1: the music was just so good i really liked the characters in this film it's wholesome what I realized with the characterization, it's impressive where this is rotoscoping the performers, or I don't know which one, but in 1989, which is pretty cool. I mean, they did Pinocchio in the forties, was it? Yeah, I think for, yeah, forty forties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, well, we really talked about it. Pinocchio,
0: and we yeah. talked about like that, and and this is this is the beginning of the Disney Renaissance which kind of was was. 10 years of just banger after banger. So we're talking Little Mermaid, Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, Tarzan, just wall-to-wall. Maybe maybe not Rescuers, but other than that, wall-to-wall, just the best of the best for Disney. And you can see already, like, some of the techniques, I'm not sure if Rotoscope is employed, but some of the techniques that they're using, like you start to get some of like the 3D models, like you see, Mm. uh, like especially, I think of, you know, the Beauty and the Beast, like the dance, the way that the camera kind of like moves around I love that, I love that Um, dance. Or in Tarzan where like, you kind of like track him along the branches. You see like the start of that technology getting used here. There's a scene where Ariel like runs down the stairs only to find the Muriel, like (laughs) Ursula in disguise. is there yeah. and like the way that like the camera follows her that's so cool because even yeah. though it's just a small scene i was like yeah there it is This is like the beginning of some of the most iconic scenes and shots in disney canon yes there was one shot i
1: really liked the little boat where ariel and eric were about to kiss this whole song about yes. like kiss the girl and i really liked the whole aesthetic of that that's that's an iconic scene like, that is just... absolutely fantastic so wholesome i mean the whole yesterday it's just like really nice and yeah i'm just worried about the new one
0: I think, you know, as a we are going to cover the new one, of course, but as with all Disney live-action remakes, there is just that fear that the magic will be lost. Because I think this movie is magical in so many ways. And as you say, there are so many really cool shots. I definitely think maybe the most iconic shot of the movie is from Part of Your World reprise, when she kind Uh. of like thrusts herself onto the rock and like the waves crash against it. And it's all Mm. like this incredible image of her against the rock and the way like that is just top tier. Like the show doesn't even last for that long but in that moment you're like yeah like yeah a lot of the visuals in this film really uplift the music and uplift the scenes like you think about part of your world is the classic i want song it's the you know it's oh. supposed to like put you yeah. in the frame of mind of ariel and mm-hmm. as the protagonist like we need to follow her and i think the visuals and the music perfectly put us into that mindset Especially, yeah, especially once you get like into the music itself because I think I struggled a little bit with the first act of this movie. I was a bit like, okay, I'm not really feeling her like desires and she seems to be a little bit bratty at the beginning. But I think mm-hmm. they definitely... She becomes more empathetic throughout. Yeah,
1: definitely. The first half can be very difficult trying to recognize her desires. I mean, especially going through the music. But the second half really does show that with the visual storytelling because she doesn't speak in a mm. way of like how the characters get close, building that relationship together. And I think that's just really, really nice. And it doesn't force the characters to do anything, of place, or make the story out of pace as well. But it's just really wholesome. For that build up for the end like when ariel has a chance to walk again just at the end and they reunite
0: yeah the story is so simplistic and we've seen it in so many ways over the years but there's something about the simplicity of it that really makes it shine. And I think, yeah. as you say, the characters are really well defined. And even like through like the lack of dialogue, you understand, like just the fact that Eric on his flute or his recorder or whatever is is playing the part of your world motif. That yeah. right there, through what we understand through the music and through his character and through Ariel's character and what we know of the plot so far just him playing that tells you perfectly without even words his longing and his fascination with this woman that you saw on the beach and i think that is just like perfect just like in in such a subtle way they convey so much Yeah. And there's a lot of, lots of characters, you know, like
1: lots of mermaids and merman, Mm. and you get to see that whole plethora under the sea. And I was just thinking that's a really cool concept to bring in. And there wasn't that, well, nearly almost that idea of, oh, the guy saves the day or anything like that. I think it's just them saving the
0: day together it's those two trying to help each other out. They restrain from the classic kind of damsel and hero dynamic. Yeah. I feel like we do definitely get that a bit at the end when when Eric impales Ursula <laughs> on the front of a ship. Like, that is brutal. Like, they properly, like, when Ursula, like, grows big at the end, oh, yeah. I thought to myself, how many films, how many blockbusters end <laughs> with, like, a huge kind of, like, kaiju fight? I thought to myself about something like Shang-Chi, which just, like, out of nowhere ends with this huge oh, kaiju yeah. battle and then i'm like this does it so well though because the thing that they have done like ursula is such a good villain and they have built her up as this just fantastic antagonist somebody who would get the crown and just be like okay i am huge now and it doesn't last long either it's you know it it barely lasts like two minutes but it ups the stakes perfectly and it ups the scale perfectly and Mm -hmm. i think even in that one moment it's just so much fun yeah, and I really like that the characters need each other as well. You can see there the
1: sides, like, Eric, he wants to find love, but whereas Eric, she wants to see the world, really, you know, she mm. wants
0: to find love as well. Her motivations go beyond just she wants love. There is that kind of longing to see this whole new world, not to be confused with A brand new. <laughs> yeah, I really like that motivation for her to explore the world. And I really like the other
1: side characters like Flounder, Sebastian, yes. oh, what the dog, what, uh,
0: Max, yes, Max. Max. Oh. Max is the best, yeah, and Scuttler, is that the name of the, 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 the seagull? <laughs> I forgot the name of the seagull. It's Scuttle, it's Scuttle, I think. Scuttle, okay. Scuttle. But yeah, like, I agree that they are all so memorable Man, yeah, there's there's a lot of characters in there. But Ursula, yeah, Ursula
1: was a proper villain. She wanted to be powerful, you know? She just mm. wanted to use
0: love as a weakness, as mm. a way to get some wickedness. And she's got Poor Unfortunate Souls, which is another banger oh, yeah. uh, that she sings. And I have to question, she's like, oh, I want Ariel's voice, and I'm like... You don't need it. You've got a great voice. Like you got a great voice. a <laughs> whole musical number about it, dude. Like come on. <laughs> yeah. An, um... an oddly sexual musical number. I was not expecting yeah. Ursula to be so sexualized in that scene, but sure, why not? Sure. I mean, she she's an absolute unit. <laughs> yes, she is. And she's got those like husks, like there's these like these things husks. that like the the kind of like little. Dead things. So like, when somebody doesn't fulfill their oath, they become these little dead husk, like shrunken head things. Do you, do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. scary. Like, sorry, that's but scary. When you yeah. first see, when you see them, and like the light is like passing over them, and they're all like, just really, really creepy. And I know we yeah. talked about. Pinocchio, and we oh, talked no. about how a, a just traumatic that movie is. I feel like so many Disney movies just have really, really dark elements that you just yeah. kind of forget about because obviously <laughs> in your mind the whimsy and the fantasy of it all you forget about all that. It's just a, this creepy like thing that just pops up and is like,
1: <laughs> what, "What was that sound?" And
0: I, I don't. I feel like that's what they would say. They would like try and scream for help, and they just. It's funny because, you know, when you're looking
1: back at the Disney films, they have so much dark elements. Whereas, if you look at some other animation films, like My Neighbor Totoro, mm. I know there's a little bit of a dark element but it's just so wholesome. But then, as you realise, they just wanted to get some dark themes in the films.
0: I think all animation has a balance of, you know, like, especially, like, animation that's oriented towards young kids. There is that element of darkness within them. I feel like a lot of films these days, animation particularly, they don't go quite as hard with the oh, darkness. Yeah. And I wish they did, because yeah. it really, really works. And I just want to say, did you know- know that my neighbor Totoro was shown as like a oh, double bill with yes. Grave of the Fireflies,
1: oh which my god. is god. evil,
0: like evil. Just, wow, whose idea was that? If anyone doesn't know, Grave of the Fireflies is like a really dark and you know like depressing like film about the aftermath of the nuclear bomb in Hiroshima, all about the effects of war and about uh, really yeah. tough things that you would not show a child. <laughs>
1: so sad. I don't know why they've done this. So they were like, we got two shows. It was like in a theatre. So the only way you wanted to watch was it the other way around? They showed Grave of the Fireflies first. Yes. So you had to sit like,
0: through that if you wanted to watch My Neighbor Totoro. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So imagine you were like, I just want to watch something wholesome now. And then My Neighbor Totoro.
0: Let's just imagine for a moment if like, to watch The Little Mermaid, you also had to watch like, a really grim movie about, I don't know, slaughtering fish. And then you're just like, oh... And then you watch that on their bed and you're like, oh, it's not as fun anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sebastian had to, oh my God, Sebastian had to see everything in that kitchen.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my God, God. That scene, so just abrupt and out of nowhere. This chef, <laughs>
1: he oh, goes to the it, end yeah. of the,
0: he is like the original version of the chef from Ratatouille, hell bent on destroying this crap. And I take the song he sings, so very similar to Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. I don't know if you noticed, but oh, I was... Yeah. Yeah, very, like, yeah, it's very, like similar. The melody was so, like... There are definitely a couple of bits in the movie where you're just kind of like, all right, wh- why? You could probably trim some of the fat, but at the same time, there's a lot of charm in some of those scenes. Stuff of just, like, kind of meandering about and stuff like the, <laughs> the weird Prince Eric statue that his, like, <laughs> butler gives him. And he's like, ah... Look at the statue and Eric. Uh, saying, Eric what Look at is this statue this?
1: that I commissioned. They brought that on the ship. They were like, right, let's bring this statue and show it to Eric. I wish there was a bit more an idea of Prince Eric as this famous... Prince or something.
0: Yeah, you never see anyone really interact with him. Like, Ariel and Eric go out into the city, and then it's kind of like nobody really cares. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, barely. No, oh, it's like, prince it's not. It's, more... oh, it's Prince Eric. Oh, yeah, it's okay. more like Ariel just running around and like looking at everything, and nobody really pays any attention to the fact that the prince is right there. But I love that he brings what's probably like, how much would that statue weigh? And he brings it onto a boat, and he's just like, yeah, guys. This is fine, it's fine. It's not yeah, gonna guys, weigh us down worry. in the slightest. And then Ariel has it like, she's gonna collect this weird shrine after Prince Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that the film could lean into, I agree with what you're saying, Ariel doesn't just want love, she also wants to see this new world, but definitely yeah. her primary motivation is that she thinks Prince Eric is hot. And it's like, maybe they could have lent more into the fact that she wants something else in this world because at the end definitely. of the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what happens if she meets this guy and then they're just not compatible at all, other than looks? like That's not a fulfilling life. And who knows, maybe the remake will lean into that a bit more. I know that it's about 20 minutes longer than this one, which who knows how that'll go. I mean, this is a very, very tightly paced, well-paced movie. I hope
1: that they don't do anything (laughs) filler-like. Uh, I, hope yes. I hope there's more character dynamic between Prince Eric and Ariel. I think that, yeah. that could be shown a lot
0: more. I agree. I think, you know, yeah. a lot of the Disney remakes just add random stuff. Let's kill a kaiju or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, they make the final fight like <laughs> half an hour long. It just yeah. reminds you of Kirby. Don't ask why. but that's, Kirby that's, in way... That is so out
1: of left field. No, okay, okay. So you know how in Kirby games, they start yes. out very, you know, they give you simple missions or levels or something like, Oh, just kill this tree guy And then the final bit of this game You'll be like, kill this god or something I'm not joking <laughs> That's like every Kirby game Yeah But
0: like, it's like, it's like in the in the live action Lion uh, Not Lion King Um, In the live action Aladdin Lion King? You know, <laughs> I don't want to think about the live action Lion King In the live action Aladdin, there's that whole sequence With like the party oh, oh And like gosh. the dance sequence Do you remember that in the middle of the movie? Ah, uh, yes like, Yeah, and there's, like, the German prince. I hope that we don't get something quite to that extent in the remake. Like, there are areas where you can expand upon. I think what's interesting about the beginning of this movie is that the sea isn't that interesting. Like, really? It's a bit boring. Even through the animation, like, it comes alive during the musical sequences and during the darker stuff with with Ursula. But it's not the most interesting. And I found it interesting that when the trailer for the new one was released, people were like, Oh, it's so dark. It's so terrible. And it's like, well, I think the original is kind of dark too. I think that the film is kind of saying, yeah, the sea is boring as hell and the, the the world you know like <laughs> earth that's what's interesting not under the sea apart from the song which is the only time that the sea looks cool but i think that's interesting that kind of like dynamic and i do think that they could potentially lean into some of that stuff in the first act a little bit more
1: they just don't show why does ariel besides seeing eric as hot why does she want to you know go out on earth why does
0: she want to you know escape her first scene is her exploring a shipwreck and i get that that's interesting and all but if you think that the entire surface world is like a shipwreck (laughs) i don't think that's worth it in my Uh, humble opinion
1: imagine living under there for a long time like is the earth like a shipwreck yeah no it's
0: like there's a really nice contrast between the stuff that she finds all these little trinkets and like the fork and the pipe and all these things that she has collected in her little hole there's a really good contrast between that and what we see on the ocean but I think it shouldn't be that stuff, I mean, that stuff can play into it, but she should be looking at the beaches. I think the best scene that shows her wanting to, to see the world is when she goes onto the ship and everyone's playing music and everyone's having fun and the fireworks are happening and these bright colors and, and, and all this culture that's happening around her and she's like, wow, that is really cool. Yeah. I think that stuff definitely could be leaned into more. I do also love one of the introductory bits with the sailors and they've got, they're like, ah, feel the sea breeze, lads. And they're like, properly like, have you never heard tale of the, of the mermaids? Like, oh, brilliant. Like King Triton must be smiling on us today. Like, I love that classic kind of sailor stuff. (laughs) I think every Disney film needs that opening song with just like, it's like Frozen. You know, the guys who just cut ice and they're singing that song. (laughs) It's just like that. Every Disney movie needs that. I think there's a lot in here that, a formula that they are, you know, kind of curating, I think this is when they kind of hit their stride, and you can see that the formula is perfected in the Disney renaissance. And, you know, when you get to Aladdin and The Lion King, they are cooking with gas. Like, really, really, like, they take all the elements of stuff like this movie and they just kind of take it to the next level.
1: Yeah, definitely. They really focused on the music, really. I really like this, you know. I'm glad I revisited this.
0: Yeah, this is the third one that we've done. We did Mulan in 2020. We did... Pinocchio in 2022, and now we're doing the Little Mermaid, and it's always great to revisit these classics, and you know, look at like the stuff that really holds up, and stuff that doesn't hold up. But it then becomes terrifying at the prospect of what the live-action versions are going to look like. I mean, like, have you seen what Sebastian looks like in the live-action one? I don't want to see it, man. It's <laughs> it's 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 worrying to say the least. Well, but I'm, um, gonna I'm gonna look. I'm gonna don't, look. Don't, John. No. Uh, live yeah, reaction, yeah. folks
1: what is that
0: that's sebastian
1: <laughs> disney what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing it... what is that
0: <laughs> what? well I, it's definitely worth saying that you know like all the animals all the fish like you know sebastian and, and, what does and he scottled all that <laughs> they are so expressionistic and their designs are all so great that I just don't understand why you would do it like this. Like, why? Why would you give it such a a real interpretation? Like, why would you make it so realistic? Because it, I just think that's so boring. I mean, we'll see how the film pans out, but I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like the Lion King all over again. The lines just kind of have why no expressions, and it, it so takes so away so realistic.
1: Much. Why it's gonna be so boring? You can't even see the visual storytelling. you would be like, don't yeah.
0: How are they supposed to emote? how can a crab oh my god emote? how
1: are they going to do the voice acting for this
0: i've seen clips i know what's oh happening oh god oh god they move their little mouths it is a sight to behold for sure but we'll get onto that next time and for now we can hopefully pray that the remake will be good and just think about the original what are you going to give 1989's the little mermaid out of 10 i'm going to give it a 7 Okay, I'm gonna go an 8. I like this movie. I thought it it's really cool. I, I really um, like this film,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: In terms of the Disney films that we've rewatched, I think I preferred it to Pinocchio, but I also think it's not as good as Mulan. Mulan was awesome, dude. <laughs> oh, Mulan. The original, uh... to be clear. To be very clear, I mean the original, not the new one. Please, oh, okay, God, okay. don't uh, the original, Don't misconstrue yes. the original, my words.
1: Yes, the original, that's thousands of times better than the live action.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. indeed it is. Uh... I'm
1: very worried about the live action.
0: You can tell. Okay, we've we still got two weeks. You you can uh, you can rest for now.
1: When are we doing Spider
0: Verse?
1: Next week. Yay! Sorry, I, I had to. I, I was dr- drowned in my sadness and
0: let let the clouds part and and Miles Morales will will put his hand out and pull you into the heavens because across the spider verse looks awesome thank you everybody for listening if you enjoyed and you're watching youtube you can give us a like and subscribe if you want to see more and if you're listening on spotify you can follow and give us a five star review if you think we're worthy next week we're not doing the little mermaid 2023 just yet because we are doing across the spider verse which is gonna be insane i can't wait Into the Spider-Verse one of my all-time favourites so I really, really hope uh. that Across the Spider-Verse is as good as I know it can be and you can send us an email at, at gmail.com. let us know your thoughts on Across the Spider-Verse and ask us any questions and we'll answer it right here on the podcast next week and you can follow us on Instagram at alsteinfilmpod to see our incredible thumbnails from Zayn Axel and on Twitter for more thoughts from me and you can find links to all that in the description below thanks to El Jose for the excellent theme and Roland Phillips for vocals as always and I think that's everything
1: yeah, that's everything
0: I'll stop being depressing.
1: No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Take what you given. Give them back. Goodbye. Goodbye.